0: Have you ever wondered if you're charging what you need to be charging in your rental business? Have you ever found yourself in a position where you hear another competitor rental company is charging a fee that you aren't and you were like, what? I've been losing out on money this entire time. Well, fear not. I am here to help you understand what rental companies are charging all over the world. And then you can decide if you want to charge for that or not. Do you have your notebook or note section on your phone ready? Here we go. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, taking the next right decision. Welcome to episode 41, all about rental fees you should be charging in your rental business right now. Now I say that, but let me preface this episode with saying that this is purely a place to inform you and give you knowledge to what fees are out there. And then at the end of the day, you get to decide if you wanna charge for those or stick to what you've already been doing. So are you ready to get into this? I know that I am. So we're gonna just get right into it. Fee number one on our list is non-business hours fee. This can be named exactly that, non-business hours fee, or it can be named the day before, the day after or pre-event or post-event. So many options here, and it's pretty self-explanatory, but it just means you charge more for delivering a day early or late outside of your normal hours. This fee deals with more about the days prior or days after the event. Now, the next one is going to have to do with the actual hours of the event and when you schedule your delivery and pickup. I see it often when people charge an early morning or a late night fee. You're going to set some hour boundaries to this fee and anything before or after a time. We charge this fee, and our hours are 8 a.m. and 10 p.m. Now, we've set up a rule with this fee that when we charge this, the crews that are actually working that specific shift earlier or in the evening, they're going to take home that fee as a bonus to working. Why? Well, a few years ago, we were having a heck of a time getting people to commit to an 11 p.m. to a 2 a.m. shift or a 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift. So we asked them what they were motivated by. And they said money. So we implemented this rule. We charge about $50 to $100 per person flat rate for the entire shift for both the early morning and the late night fee. It varies between $50 and $100 due to the size of the order. If it's a massive order, then it will take a longer time. And if it's a smaller order, it'll take less time. So we assume the cost based on the order. I've seen some do an additional $10 to $20 per hour in addition, or you could charge a percentage. You might do the same thing, but I've also seen companies not give that to the employee and hold on to it as more of an incidental, as most accidents or breakage happens in the nighttime when you can't see and they use it for repair. Instead of cash, I've also seen some companies give gift cards for those shifts instead of giving them that early morning or late night fee. You get to decide what you want to do but if you are delivering outside of normal business hours, you might consider adding on this early morning or late night fee. Alrighty, next up is a damage waiver. This is called so many things in this industry, and another common name for it is picture perfect fee. You may call it something else, or you may have heard it called something else, but essentially it's a small fee that's charged for any nicks and dings. This fee is pretty standard in the rental world, and I highly recommend adding it to your orders now if you don't already. Standard pricing on something like this comes in at about 10% of the order, and some charge for it before delivery fees or tax is accounted for, and some do it inclusive of delivery fees and tax. The tax question will vary depending on city and state, and you'll also want to consult with a tax professional before you go ahead and loop that in. Now, we actually charge 10% for delivery, and then for all will call orders, we charge 15%, as we assume there will likely be some more risk associated with a will call order rather than a delivery with the logistics and movement. It's kind of out of your control, and so we charge a little bit more. Now, this next fee, I don't see as common. However, it has a ton of validity to it. It's called a will call pulling fee. This is the labor associated with pulling the order, packing it up, loading it into the client's car, unloading the order when they return, cleaning it, and putting it back on the shelf. There's a whole bunch of time associated with it, even if you're not delivering it. So charging a fee such as an hourly or percentage-based is something I wish I saw more standard practice in the event industry. You might consider adding it to your company as well. Our fifth fee we're going to talk about is the on-site fee. This can also be named the site visit fee or venue visit fee, but the gist of this is to give your professional guidance and advice on site to the client before their event. You're also in turn gaining information about the order in the space you'll be in. You'll likely want to add value to this to be able to charge something like this by bringing a tape measure to measure where things will go, a layout that you put together before you go or after, depending on if you have that access or not, The price ranges on this from a flat fee to an hourly-based fee based on the scope of the project. You might also charge a mileage or you just put your drive time in that and include it in your hourly charging. So many possibilities with this one, but if you're going to be going on site, you might as well be charging for your time. While we're talking all things fees for your rental business, I do want to point out that each of these can certainly be a value-added experience for your client and help you stand out against your competitors. By no means do you have to charge all these fees or even a few, but knowing what they are gives you so much insight on how to run your business. Next up is number six. This is an in-studio consultation. That's exactly what it is. It's the time that you spend with your clients in person or nowadays, maybe over Zoom. This is precious time out of your day, so you should be charging for it. If you're gonna charge for this though, Make sure it's valuable for both you and your client and ensures that they are choosing the right path with you. Give them a tour of your warehouse. Show specific pieces to them in person so they can touch and feel your items. Put together renderings or design boards with the inventory so that they know what to expect. I see a ton of companies giving this meeting as a complimentary value of time. However, I would charge for this and I would recommend that. If you still want to keep it complimentary, create a process of possibly scheduling and a checkout page, and then give them a coupon code to use so that they show what time is valuable to you. We do this through acuity scheduling, and you can do that as well. There's even a free version if you'd like that. So the next one is on-site styling. This is one of the most common questions I get as a boutique rental company owner. This consists of all the pretty things that we bring to the events that pull the whole look together. So think things like books and candles, pillows, blankets, and so many other things. This is showing you as an expert and showing your client the best possible solution for their event to look the best it possibly can. Now there's ways to charge for the service such as flat fees, itemized invoices based on what you bring, percentage-based, There's no right or wrong way to charge for this, and most people do it different, but it's something that you should consider adding to your business if you have the capacity to do so. All right, do you ever go out on out-of-town deliveries? Well, if your answer was yes, then you want to be sure you're charging for travel fees. This is going to cover your cost of hotel, food, extra grass, and anything else your crew might do while they're away from home. I usually pad my costs here because 99.99999% of the time, you'll spend more than you think you will when you travel with your company out of town. So try your best to estimate these and then make sure that it's noted as an estimate with a time frame you have to finalize that number. Do not skimp in this area. If you are going out of town, have those fees charged extra. How long are you charging for your rentals? that's a question I get often, daily prices or just however long the event spans for, I see way too many rental pros not charging for each day the piece is out of your warehouse. This could be called a multi-day fee, and it's so important. Anytime your inventory is not on your shelf, it should be making you money. This fee can be charged as a daily rate or nothing more than a stair-stepping rate dependent on the piece and if it's actually being used or if it's being transported. But you should be charging if it's going to be multiple days for their event, their wedding or their corporate event. You should be charging for that. Moving on to the 10th fee is late changes. Events are bound to have some changes if we didn't learn that enough in 2020. But we want to make sure that we don't ever go through that again. So event cancellations, increasing or decreasing numbers, Changing locations and so many other things can change and sometimes on a late notice, which makes for miscommunications and stress added to the order. Now, some companies charge for changes made within a certain amount of time. And if you choose to charge this, then determine how much time before the event day you need to confirm any changes without stressing or miscommunicating information with your team. This can be charged as a flat fee or a percentage fee. Did you know that every $1 spent on email marketing, you can expect an average return of $42? As a small business owner, this is huge. Email marketing is something that is highly important, and I've talked about it plenty of times. Flowdesk has made my life and business so much better through their amazing design capabilities, analytics, and ability to map out workflows for different audiences. Flowdesk only charges a flat fee, so you can grow your list as large as you want without having to pay more for your growth. I love using their platform for each side of my business, and I know you will too. Get 50% off your first month of Flowdesk by going to rendereducate.co backslash flowdesk. That's R-E-N-D-E-R-E-D-U-C-A-T-E dot C-O backslash flowdesk, F-L-O-D-E-S-K. We're almost through all the fees, and I just want to remind you again that these fees can be charged certainly. However, you also can take this conversation and look at how you can add any of these pieces as value to your business by telling your client what you do and what they might not know that you do as well, like the consultation that you might be charging for. All right, next fee up is our challenging load-in and load-out fee. Again, this is exactly what it sounds like. It's an install or a retrieval that is more challenging than others. This can consist of stairs or going uphill, large fields, small elevators, tight timing, really anything that makes a delivery harder or your crew and it might take your crew longer to do the job. This will take some time memorizing each of the venues and what challenges might come with them. But it's also something that you can charge for after the event, where needed, as long as you communicate that beforehand. I want to tell you a little story here when it comes to this. So before we are actually charging for this challenging load-in load-out fee, there's a venue here in Dallas called the Adolphus Hotel. Adolphus Hotel is a beautiful hotel. It's got mid-century modern written all over it. It's gorgeous, but it also is very, very old hotel. So they have two different ballrooms. They have one on the second floor. They also have one on the 19th floor. The 19th floor is, in my opinion, prettier, although both are really beautiful. Well, when you go to the 19th floor, we did not realize this before we actually went for the first time, but to get up there with your inventory, you have to go in through the loading dock, down the catering hall, up to the 12th floor where the catering kitchen is across the entire hotel, up two or three stairs, into another elevator to go up to the 19th floor. These elevators, I will also mention, are tiny. So when we had to do this for the first time, we did not realize how much time it would take us. It took us four times the normal delivery for this event. And sometimes we couldn't actually get it in the elevator to get it up to the 19th floor. So after that one and a few others that made us question if we should be charging this or not, we've realized that there's some times that actually take longer than others, even if the order looks the exact same. And so if you have certain venues that are like this, or if you have certain areas that take you more time than not, I would recommend making this fee a normal practice. All right. So do you ever take trips to the venue after the initial delivery happens? Perhaps a room flip or a delivery of additional pieces at a later time? Well, you should be charging for this if you don't already. Most already charge for it, but those of you who are new, you need to be charging for your time. Yes, you heard me right. Charge for every amount of time you are spending on this order delivering. All right, next up is one that I see only a few companies charging for, and that's the chair stacking fee. And yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. Stacking or unstacking chairs that you bring. I can tell you from experience that I've been asked by wedding planners and DMCs if our company will be unstacking the chairs when we get to the venue. And the fact that they're actually asking for this means that they likely have seen the fee before. So don't be afraid to charge for it. Stacking the chairs and unstacking the chairs takes time out of your schedule. So consider adding that. And last but certainly not least is weather covers. This is essential. If you have been a part of a town that gets rain and rain often, you know how essential having weather plans and weather covers might be. The last thing you want is for your furniture to be sitting out in the rain getting ruined. So instead of leaving your clients in a lurch, hoping it doesn't get damaged, send some covers with the client. This is something you can certainly charge for, and it's almost like an insurance policy for your pieces, and it protects your client from having to pay those hefty damage fees. I'm going to tell you another story here because I think it's applicable. We had an event a few years ago where there wasn't planned to be rain, but if you know anything about Texas, it might say there's going to be no rain and it's a torrential downpour. And same opposite, it'll say that it's torrential downpour and there's no rain. Well, this is one of those days, and we brought all of this furniture. It was all white furniture and linen, and it was sitting out on a patio for an event, and this huge storm comes through. It wasn't supposed to come through, but it came through. It rained on all of the pieces, and it not only rained, but it soaked into it as well. And again, these pieces were white and outside. And when the pieces got back to our warehouse, they almost kind of shrunk. Like the fabric on the pieces shrunk and they were like a dirty brown color instead of the white color that they were supposed to be. We had to spend thousands of dollars trying to get that out and the client didn't want to pay for it. So have some weather covers. If you are in a rainy town or if this has happened to you before, you know how expensive it can be afterwards, especially if your client refuses to pay for it. All right. Well, this wraps up our conversation about rental fees that you should be charging your rental company. I can't wait for you to join us in our free marketing challenge for rental pros next week, starting on January 18th. Well, another episode is in the books. Friend, we are excited to have you a part of our community. If you loved this podcast episode, please leave us a review and tag us on Instagram at therender.co. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision.